0: Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts, and I am your Therapeutic Coach. Thank you all for your continual downloading of the podcast. And thank you, thank you, thank you for continuing to share it. Some of you have personally reached out to me through email, uh, through text if you know me. And you have literally made my week by letting me know that you've been listening. It's putting a smile on my face even as I'm recording right now. And I want you guys to just keep supporting. It's really getting out there, and people's lives are really... Really being impacted for the better. So let's do it, fam. You are doing it. Listen, continue to steer people to my website at IamReneeRoberts.com. There they can book their sessions for their private coaching and they can get the podcast. Every episode is on the podcast if you're not one of those uh, people that like to go through podcasting. Uh, what did you call it? Platforms. And don't forget, I'm at Facebook and Instagram at I am Renee Roberts. So, of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and forward progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. I am sure you have seen the topic from the heart of a survivor. We are still in the month of February, so we are still talking about childhood sexual abuse. So fam, I know that this topic has been extremely difficult for some listeners, and I know that I've been giving you a lot to think about. So for this episode, It's going to be just slightly different, but just as potent. Don't get it twisted. You know, over the years, I have coached, I have spoken with, I have dealt with. I've talked to so many adults who have been scarred by their childhood. And the problem is this. A lot of them didn't realize that many of their major life decisions and even the way that they do daily life have been drastically impacted by the abuse that they have experienced in the past. Now, adults who deal with this may struggle, and we're talking about childhood sexual abuse, they may struggle with painful memories, and they may find it hard to trust or to love in a relationship, or they may find it impossible to see that their self-worth or their value should be high. Now, if any of these things resonate with you, You have tuned in to the right episode, guys. You have come to the right place. I have someone special with me today that decided to bet on herself. She made the decision to identify the patterns in her life that her past was still dictating to, and she decided to shift them. Now, her and I have been working together for a couple of years now, and I'm super proud of how far she has come. So as we proceed into her interview, I do want to give a disclaimer about triggers. This is a trigger alert I know you're going to have some. That's why I have made myself specifically available to help you through this. You can get in touch with me immediately after listening to this podcast by simply going to my website and either emailing me, calling, texting, or booking a session with me. My website is in the notes, but I'll give it to you right here, com. Get there. Now let's dive into this powerful interview. Tia, tell us, how old were you when you first started experiencing this type of abuse? What, what age, give us some age ranges with your situation.
1: Okay, so I was raped when I was eight years old for an entire year. I was raped again at 10 by a neighbor. And I was also raped again at 13 by my stepdad's brother. And,
0: and with, wow, like I, I've heard this from you before, you know, in our sessions, but it still makes my heart feel some kind of way, right? Um, did you say anything at those ages? You know, did you did you ever tell
1: anybody that this was going on? No, I was really scared. I felt paralyzed. I couldn't speak. And also they kind of like threatened me a little not to say anything. So yeah, it was really hard to talk to, you know, my parents. And plus, you know, growing up in a Haitian family when you tell them something like that they really don't believe you. You know what I'm saying? And when it Mm -hmm. did come out, when it came out I I got a beating for it when it came out. Wow, wow. Yeah, I got a beating for it. And I just felt so alone. I felt alone at 10 years old. I wanted to literally c- commit suicide. Wow. A 10-year-old thinking about suicide, that's, it's crazy. But, yeah. you know, yeah. I was going through so much pain, so much depression. I felt alone. I felt like I could never talk to my mom. I couldn't talk to my stepdad, you know, because yeah. that was his brother. And then the guy who raped me when I was eight was actually his cousin who did that to me for So, so
0: these, most of your, your um, experiences were literally because of, or due to familiar faces. Yes. So these weren't just some outright strangers. These are people that, you know, either lived in the house or were at the house. And I heard you mention your neighbor, somebody you knew, right? Yes. Somebody I knew. Right. And so then when you finally
1: spoke about it, you get in trouble for speaking. I got in trouble for it. You were the fault of all yes, of Yes, I was wow. a fault for that. I was, called, I was called a hot girl by my stepdad when he found out about my rape when I was, well, I think I was about 10 when he found out I was raped around eight. He mm-hmm. called me a hot girl. He was like, oh, you did this. In my language, they call that T.C. show, which I hated. I hated when he called me that. And even when I started to become a teenager, he was still calling me that, but that's not who I am.
0: Wow, wow, wow. so with with that happening, you know, the the uh, your, your your dad, stepdad, and your mom kind of calling you those names, you know, did that was that the the hardest part for you as a child, or was it the actual rape that was harder? Like what would you say? impacted you more at that point because you're a kid right right so you you you've already been violated and so to share this with people that you trust they blame you
1: where was the most pain in that at that moment my parents mm-hmm. they didn't support me they didn't they didn't they basically did not how can I say this they didn't give me the comfort that I need wow yeah. They didn't give me the comfort that I needed. Instead, I got a beaten for it. I never got comfort from them. You know, it's it's really difficult because it, it makes you it makes you ball up. It makes you shut down. And I have been shutting down like forever for the rest of my life. Every time yeah. somebody says something to me, I shut down. My family members, when they say something to me, I shut down. It's, it's like a trigger. Wow. You know, it's wow. so difficult. To even wow. talk to them, even today as an adult who's 37, I still find it hard to talk to my mom about this. It's difficult. I can't really, you know, express my feelings to her because it's that mentality that they have. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. I don't understand. But hey, what can I do?
0: <laughs> so, so you would you would agree with me when I say this? Um, that type of trauma carries over, like well into your adulthood and yes it literally complicates things on in, in, in your adulthood as well
1: yes a lot yeah a lot
0: so so tell me this after you have experienced what you have already experienced you know as a child how do you think that this whole sexual abuse affects children overall just thinking of children over like a child overall how do you think that affects them overall
1: Ooh, okay it affects their inner being Mm. It affects their innocence. Wow. It feels like somebody stole something from them. It's like that little girl that you used to see that used to run up to you, call you daddy, mommy. She is no longer there anymore. That, that inside of her is dead. Wow. She's not there. Okay. Because of what happened to her. Now she's paranoid. She's scared. She don't know who to trust, she don't know who to talk to. She feel like she can't, she can't express herself. She can't be herself anymore because what was inside of her was taken.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was robbed.
1: Yeah. She was robbed. It was taken from her. And that's how I felt every single day. I could not talk to anyone. I had to be by myself. I remember when I was a teenager and my mom was on the phone with me one day. She was at work and she was like, why are, you, why are you so outcasted? Why are you not around your cousins? You know." And in my mind, I was like, are you seriously asking me that? Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to be around them. I'm good. I'm going to be over here in my own room. I'm going to sit by myself because I feel like my family members, they make me feel like I'm not enough. Wow. You feel like you're not enough. You feel inadequate. You feel like you lack mm-hmm. because of what happened to you. Yeah. And in their words, what they're saying to you, it hurts you. Yeah. And
0: something innocently, like your innocence, like you said earlier, the innocence has been snatched out of you. Do you, yeah. feel, that the, do you feel that that's something that's ever, you're a, ever able to recuperate? Like, do you feel like you can ever get that innocence back? Just speaking in your, from your experience, do you feel like you ever regain that in, innocence?
1: To be honest, no, you cannot. Yeah. Because I, I feel like once it's gone, it's gone. You can yeah. overcome it. You can overcome it. Okay. I like what it. 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 You, I like
0: it. I like it. You
1: know, mm-hmm. but to get your innocence back, to be the person you used to be as a child, you can't. Yeah. You know, inside of you it's like this eight year old little girl, but on the outside, you're 37, like wow. me.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: inside of me, I am 10 but on the outside, I'm 37, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm begging for love, but I can't find it, yeah, I can't find it, because yeah. nobody won't, nobody, I never had that before, nobody won't give me any love, so I had to beg for it, and I, yeah. I still wasn't getting it,
0: yeah, yeah, and it's interesting you would say that, because it's kind of segue me into another question, I want to ask you about love, or romance, how would you say that this, experience or these this your the abuse has affected your decisions or your choices as it pertains to romantic relationships or love relationships how how would you say that's it's affected how you choose individuals
1: it affects me in a huge way because I have never been in a fruitful relationship Mm
0: -hmm. never
1: I've never actually had a boyfriend. I only had one boyfriend. It was like for like two months. I was a teenager at the time, so I can't really count that really, because right. you know. <laughs> but to say as an adult to have a relationship with a man, no, because I'm gonna be honest with you, because I'm I'm kind of afraid of men. I'm afraid of them. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of obligation. I'm afraid of being controlled. I'm afraid, like, I don't want to do what I, what I want to do with you. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm, I don't okay. know if I'm making sense. Like if the guy is asking me to do something and I'm like, no, I don't want to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't want him
1: to be like, oh, you owe me. Right. You know, I'm mm-hmm. you're obligated to me. I don't, those things trigger me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to hear any of those things. Wow. Because it hurts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It
1: hurts. Yeah. So I've never had a, a, a romantic relationship. I don't know how to be in a relationship and it affects my friendships as well. It's so difficult for me, for me to be in friendships as as well with other women because I find myself not fitting in with them because I feel like they're so normal and I'm not.
0: Yeah. Like you're abnormal. Yeah. Yes. Wow. All right. All right. All right. I feel like just saying, hold up one minute. But what I want you to do right now, fam, is just breathe. Take a minute to breathe. A lot was shared that I'm sure has literally rocked your insides as it has done mine. And I know this is heavy. And if you're anything like me, it makes you angry that there are children and adults that are still dealing with this issue every single day. I know you can hear the infuriation in my voice because I am livid. You know, statistics show that one in five girls and one in 20 boys is a victim of childhood sexual abuse. And three out of four adolescents who have already been sexually abused were victimized by someone they knew extremely well. There were self-report studies done, and it showed that 20% of adult females and 5 to 10% of adult males, they recall or they have memories of childhood sexual abuse or the actual incident. Now, these memories incite low self-esteem. They also cause them to have feelings of worthlessness and abnormal or distorted views of sex. Now, my therapeutic strategies have personally helped a beautiful, beautiful soul learn to feel, deal, and heal from these types of memories in order to challenge the misconceptions and lies that she had begun to believe about her own worth and her own self-esteem. Today, I am proud to announce that she is functioning as a bold, confident, and healed individual who now uses her past to provoke others to heal and to move forward. Now, if this is getting to you and you're ready to do the work, you're ready to feel, deal, and heal, I need you to go to my website today and contact me. Let's get your journey started just as she did some years ago. All right, fam, let's prepare to wrap this episode up. We have She has a little bit more to share with us. You don't want to miss it. Don't click out. Stay tuned. So it's, it, it impacts like all those areas of your life. What other fears have you had to contend with as an adult because of that past or that history?
1: So I, um, I struggle with PTSD. Mm-hmm. So there are days I can't sleep. Well, nights. There are nights I can't sleep. I would have a jug of water right here on my nightstand just in case You know, I would have an anxiety or panic attack. Mm-hmm. But lately, I've been doing great. I haven't had those in a while, so I've been doing good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so it it affects your everyday life. It affects you. It affects you when you're walking down the street. It affects you when you're talking to somebody. Like sometimes when I'm talking to somebody, I have like alarms going off inside of me,
2: mm. and the
1: person is not even doing anything to harm me, but I'm I'm just. I'm scared. They can't see. You're on high
0: alert. Yeah. Yeah. But
1: I can't. But I can. I can see it inside of me.
0: Wow.
1: You know, the person is not even being hostile towards me, but inside of me is like bells are going off. The caution tape is being pulled out, and I'm like, man, why am I like this? Why am I so, you know, going off and stuff like that inside of me? I need to stop, but it's so hard.
0: Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, that's wow. just sitting here thinking um, you're on high alert constantly, you're living life on that edge constantly. I am so sure that has to be exhausting at times, right? It is. It becomes mentally exhausting, becomes emotionally exhausting, um, which impacts you physically, right? Um, Do you feel like if that had never ever happened as a child, that your life would be different now? Yes. Can you tell us in what way? I mean, I know we're still speaking, uh, you know, about things we don't really know, but just right. would you, how would you say your life would be different now if that had never happened?
1: Um, I, I would probably be married by now and I would probably have children by now. Mm. Yes. I would be in my own home by now. I would actually have a degree by now because I fear a lot of things and it's just, it's inside of me. I'm so scared of, I used to be so scared of everything, but now I'm taking baby steps with, with everything now. That's right, I'm Learning take them
0: baby steps,
1: yes. Yes, I'm learning how to do things now and not to be so afraid of yeah. everything because you taking that step and the healing journey mm-hmm. it's a choice you if you if you don't take that step then you'll always be stuck
2: mm-hmm. you'll
1: be sitting there nursing that wound always you can't nurse the wound every single day you can't do that you have yeah. to get up yeah because if you yeah. don't you're going to be right there and nobody nobody is coming to rescue you mama nobody's coming <laughs> <laughs> nobody's coming to rescue you <laughs> So tell them how
0: since you're saying that you're, you're such a good segue you're just kind of carrying us through this so wonderfully um what did you do tell them what you did in order to start rescuing yourself like what 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 are some of the steps you took to start taking con- back control of your life again
1: comfort um i had to confront some things
2: mm-hmm.
1: i had to confront i had to express. I had to talk to somebody, okay? I needed counseling. So I talking to her, talking to Pastor Renee has really helped me a lot, you guys. I'm gonna put that out there. It has helped me a lot. If I didn't make that choice to talk to her, I would not be where I am today. I would still be stuck. I would still be nursing my wound. I would still be crying and not making any steps. The healing journey is not something that you can just snap your fingers and you'll be healed already, no.
0: Right, right.
1: There's things that you have to do. You have to put things in action because if you don't and you just sit there and you're saying, oh, I'm healing, I'm healing. No, no, that's not how it goes. You have to do the work. You have to express, you have to confront some things, you have to admit, it's gonna be a time where you have to go back and apologize to some people. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> you have to do the work. And I know that, speaking of healing, I know the healing journey, it makes you feel the wound all over again, mm-hmm. but you have to feel it, you have to. I'm sorry, but that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah,
0: feel, there's no feel, other way feel. Feel, feel, heal. Feel, right? Yeah. Yes. All right. That's how it goes. Yeah, that's that's so good. Wow. 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 That was absolutely amazing. And I am so grateful to Tia T for giving us just a glimpse. That was just a small glimpse into her childhood sexual abuse history. I am super honored to be in this journey, or I should say on this journey with her, watching her heal, watching her discover who she truly is, and watching her make forward progress has been just amazing. It's been an amazing journey. And just like her, you too can be free from that internal wreckage that impairs your ability to fully move forward in life, that impairs your ability to function uh, in a healthy way on a daily basis, that impairs your ability to love in a healthy way. So this is what I want you to do. As soon as this episode ends, Go, 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 go to the notes of the podcast and get my website link. You may already know it because, you know, we talk about it every single week. But if you don't know it, if you forgot it, go. That's your that's what you need to do right now. Go, go to my website today because you are not going to do it later. We know we're not. We're going to procrastinate, but I don't want you to procrastinate. I want you to go to my website today. Let's start feeling, dealing, and healing forward from these childhood traumas. Let's begin to do the work, and I want to be there on your journey with you. Coach Renee is standing by, waiting to join you. What are you waiting for? www.imreneroberts.com. Go. Now, today, I love you, family. And until next episode, take care of your inner self. Give your inner self some TLC. And I'll see you next time. Have a great one.